This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. I want to start with a poem by a poet called David White. This is called Morning Light. The blessing of the morning light to you. May it find you even in your invisible appearances. May you be seen to have risen from some other place you know and have known in the darkness. And that that carries all you need. May you see what is hidden in you as a place of hospitality and shadowed shelter. May you see what is hidden in you as a place of hospitality and shadowed shelter. May that hidden darkness be your gift to give. May you hold that shadow to the light and the silence of that shelter to the word of the light. May you join all your previous disappearances with this new appearance, this new morning, this being seen again, new and newly alive. A lot of us are constantly as leaders navigating uncertainty. And this perhaps is what makes us leaders, the ability to negotiate with reality in this way, to hold our ground and to keep our wits about ourselves in the deep unknown. When we have more questions than answers, when we have more doubts and fears than certainty, And a lot of us, we feel challenged when we need to present a front externally, which lies in stark contrast with our internal experience. And this experience of leading in times of uncertainty and through the unknown becomes almost akin to living a double life, where we externally present this face that has all the answers, that is completely sure, that is perfect, where there's no trace of doubt, fear, uncertainty, because we think that that is the face that we need to show to the world, show to the people who follow us. 
while inside we're ridden with the anxiety, with the stress, with the fear and with the uncertainty. Now this differential between our internal experience and our external facade is actually the real root of the stress we experience. Because we literally have to invest energy in upholding this little differential. We have to keep this construct afloat. And it takes a lot of energy to present a certain front, especially when it's in stark contrast to how we feel on the inside. So as a leader, what if there was no need to present this unshakable, unflappable front? What if there was an opportunity to allow your internal experience to permeate outwards? What if it was okay for you to have doubts? What if it was okay for you to have fear? What if it was okay that you didn't have all the answers? And what if in doing so, you were able to liberate yourself from this perfectionistic need to play to a certain stereotype of a leader that's long become outdated because the leaders of today aren't the ones that are invulnerable, that are unflappable, that don't betray any emotion, that are perfect and have all the answers. The leaders of today, what people really respond to these days, and I would argue what they've always responded to, but society didn't deem it acceptable, is a sense of vulnerability and honesty and congruence with the human experience. I was talking to a client today who uh, runs a PR firm, and we talked about how what she's doing in her business, which is super successful, is actually not running a PR firm at all. What she's doing is actually holding space for entrepreneurs to process their deepest fears and insecurities. Because what she's really doing is alchemizing their fears and insecurities and this contraction that appears in their bodies when they're at the precipice of really being seen by the world into a sense of expansion, a sense of excitement, a sense of meaning at the idea, the prospect of transmitting their message all around the world to all the people who need it. And not coincidentally, 
the biggest struggle that she's had in her life has been this fear of being seen. <laughs> and so there is a divine perfection in the work we do, as long as we're aligned in this way with our deepest purpose. And one of the things that really makes things a lot easier and a lot simpler is this sense of honesty, this sense of congruence, where we can acknowledge our internal experience in a really real way, starting with ourselves, but also with the people around us. And this has been something that, you know, I've struggled with myself and a lot of the people I work with struggle with as well, because as leaders, we think that we need to be perfect. We think that if we're less than perfect, then no one will take us seriously. No one will follow us. We'd lose credibility. So we try to be invulnerable, right? We try to have all the answers, even in the face of uncertainty. But that puts us out of integrity. It results in a lot of unwanted stress that saps our energy and creates more constructs for us to uphold. So something I'd love for you to inquire with yourself is where are all the places where you feel out of integrity with yourself? Where is there a differential between how you actually feel, your actual experience or reality in different parts of your life and the version of that that you project externally. Because all those little differentials, whether it's in your business, in terms of how much money you make, in terms of your relationships, in terms of your health, in terms of any and every aspect of your life, those little pockets create the walls that make up our limitations. Because those are the things that keep us trapped. Because they keep us from being fully expressed. And they create more things for us to keep track of in our minds. And that is the birthplace of all the stress and anxiety and overwhelm and fear and doubt. And you know as well as I do that living in a state of constant stress, anxiety, fear, doubt doesn't set you up to create the most impact in the world. It doesn't set you up to feel your best. It doesn't set you up to lead as you're born to lead. What would be possible if you were able to liberate all those places within your consciousness that create limitation? All those places where you're either denying a reality, distorting it, avoiding it, repressing it, suppressing it, 
What would happen if you could collapse all those constructs that keep you trapped? How much more clarity and focus and flow would you be able to access? How much less thinking would you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis? How much more presence would you be able to have in every moment of your life? So I invite you to ask yourself, what conversation are you having that has become stale? That is no longer relevant, that needs to come to an end? Because we're always in a kind of conversation with ourselves, with our environment, with the world. And sometimes certain conversations, they come to an end. Maybe it's a conversation that you don't trust yourself. Maybe the conversation is around your perceived deep unworthiness that was put in place by a parent. Maybe there's a kind of self-loathing that you've managed to keep in check with a strict regimen of punishment, shame, and guilt that you dole out to yourself. Because, of course, we both know that you can't be trusted to regulate yourself without those devices that internal police force that whips you up into shape. So I invite you to ask yourself right now, which of those constructs have outlived their purpose? What are the conversations that you could retire, you could come, you could bring to an end elegantly, not forcefully, but just seeing that they've outlived their usefulness. What are those stories and beliefs that you've carried with you, like your own personal baggage throughout your whole life for decades and decades and decades? Ways in which you've described yourself. the stories that make up your image of yourself, this identity of who you are. That starts with your name. It starts with your entire personal history, all your deeds and misdeeds, all these memories and all these interpretations and meanings that you've made of those experiences in your life. Who would you be without your story? Who would you be if in this moment, as you listen to the sound of my voice, you could become aware of who you are without reference to memory or thought? It's like when Will Smith in the movie Men in Black whips out the neuralizer and flashes it in front of the eyes of innocent civilians who've just witnessed the existence of aliens and it wipes their memory completely. And even though in the movie it only wipes their memory for 
the past few hours or day. Imagine if you could flash one of those devices in front of your eyes and you could wipe your entire memory of yourself. All the little attributes and constructs and stories and beliefs that you've used to define yourself, who would you be without your story? Who would you be without your story? Would you still have fear? Would you still have doubt? Would you still have anxiety or stress? And you can try that right now in this moment. Just allow your entire history, your personal history to dissolve and take a deep breath in and just allow yourself to be. Allow yourself to rest as awareness rather than a collection of memories that you bring from one moment to the next. And ask yourself this, what is the conversation, what is the new conversation that you want to begin in this moment? What is a new story you want to tell about yourself? Maybe one in which all the problems that you once identified with don't actually exist. All the limitations that you subscribe to don't actually exist. All the fears and doubts and on, you know, all these tendencies of self-sabotage don't actually exist. Who would you be? What story would you want to tell? What would be possible? What would you do if you didn't know fear, if you weren't afraid? Because while uncertainty can feel scary, it is also the birthplace of infinite possibility. It's our human desire to cling to certainty. But the truth is, we're just shards of consciousness floating through space with really nothing to cling to. And that's a very scary state to be in. Our existence is an exercise in uncertainty and in the unknown. But the inherently that fills us with fear and dread. So what do we do? We build up this sense of a personal identity. We define ourselves with a name, a zip code, a tax bracket, a gender, preferences, likes, dislikes, prejudices, abilities, strengths and weaknesses. Things we can do, things we're really afraid to do. Our own neuroses. And we copy-paste 
this entire identity structure into every single moment of our life. Because all these constructs appear to give us safety. They appear to orient us back to ourselves. But these constructs also create our limitations. These constructs also tell us what we cannot do, what we cannot create, what we cannot experience. And they bring with us an edge to what's possible for us. They exclude possibility. They turn the formless into form. They turn the infinite into the finite. They turn our limitless nature to this limited sense of being. So while they give us something to cling to, they also cut off the magic and mystery of what's truly possible. And then that becomes the unknown and that becomes something that creates uncertainty within us and that becomes something we resist. And we tell ourselves that we're scared of the uncertainty. But really all that there is, is uncertainty. So what would it mean for you and your life and perhaps your business, your work, and your relationships? If all you did was found a way to be okay with the uncertainty, okay with not knowing what happens tomorrow, day after, next month, next year. If you just relax that contraction that you carry into every moment of your life, clinging to what you know. This poem is called Lost by David Wagner. Stand still. The trees ahead and bushes beside you are not lost. Wherever you are is called here. Wherever you are is called here, and you must treat it as a powerful stranger, must ask permission to know it and be known. And you must treat it as a powerful stranger, must ask permission to know it and be known. The forest breathes, listen. It answers, I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again, saying here. No two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. If what a tree or bush does is lost on you, you are surely lost. No two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. If what a tree or bush does is lost on you, you are surely lost. Stand still. The forest knows where you are. You must let it find you. Stand still. The forest knows where you are. You, you must let it find you. 
What if even in the midst of the unknown and the uncertainty, you were never truly lost? What if the very idea of being lost is made up? What if that is actually a glimpse of what reality really is? And what if the ground of being that you rest on is always a kind of quicksand and the more we resist the more we sink into it. And the only solution is to come to a place of presence and acceptance and calm, even when everything is changing, when the morrow is unknown. Here's another poem to close us off. This one is called Start, Close In also by David White. Start, close in. Don't take the second step or the third. Start with the first thing, close in, the step you don't want to take. Start with the ground you know, the pale ground beneath your feet. Your own way to begin the conversation. Start with your own question. Give up on other people's questions. Don't let them smother something simple. To hear another's voice, follow your own voice. Wait until that voice becomes an intimate private ear that can really listen to another. Start right now. Take a small step. You can call your own. Don't follow someone else's heroics. Be humble and focused. Start closing. Don't mistake that other for your own. Start closing. Don't take the second step or the third. Start with the first thing. Close in. The step you don't want to take. Don't take the second step or the third. Start with the first thing, close in, the step you don't want to take. So in the midst of uncertainty, when you're lost and confused and scared and stressed and anxious and fearful, when there's a deep desire to have the entire journey mapped out so you can cling to some sense of certainty, what if the only thing you allowed yourself to do was take that first step. And when you took that first step, what if the only thing you allowed yourself to do was take that first step again? And by taking this series of first steps, you may find yourself in a reality that feels quite exceptional. Remember, that you are limitless. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people. 
or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com. <laughs>